0: Who's under there I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there I want to talk about this and this with you Who's under there I wonder I want to know And welcome back to the Mastering Singer Hap-Up Podcast. We're here today to talk about Season 10, Episode 9, a.k.a. the Group A Finals, meaning after this, they move to the final episode. And uh, it's Disco Night as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun here, a lot of things to talk about. I'm, of course, your host, Puya, the Disco Balls and Vakili, ready to break things down. And with me, as always, is my co-pilot and many things, but on this podcast especially, it's Liana, the Roller Skates, Boris. Liana, how are you doing?
1: I was curious to see what I was going to get. I was hoping to be Liana Saturday Night Fever Boris. (laughs) I thought (laughs) that would have been really fun. Uh, But no, I'll take it. I enjoy roller skating. I enjoy rollerblading. And I enjoy all things mass Singer.
0: And uh, that is very true. We both enjoy all things mass Singer. And we're here together after a week hiatus. Because of Thanksgiving, we are here once more. So... What's your relationship with disco like?
1: Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest uh, disco person. I did grow up with my parents listening to some disco, but I would say not a lot. So I'm not super familiar. That being said, I knew every song. (laughs) (laughs) That <laughs> was played. And I think because like there is something about the repetition, like fun, good times of disco that just kind of like perpetuated it through. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's going to get played in the background. So overall, I think I had a really fun time. I really enjoyed the two guest performances that we had uh, had with the tramps and then also Taylor Dane coming back and performing. It was also funny that they performed a uh, Gloria Gaynor song because Gloria Gaynor was, on The Mass Singer, so that was uh, that was kind of funny. But yeah, overall, it was fun. I would say it's not like the category of music that I am most immediately drawn to, but overall, I still had a good time. Like, it's not in my top uh, genres on my Spotify wrapped, but like, it's still fun.
0: I too had very little relationship with disco, but I had a very big relationship with Cisco. Bong Song. Yeah, I had fun. I thought this was a fun genre for them to do. I feel like it was also interesting because some of these performers do kind of make their songs their the songs their own, which I did appreciate. And uh, ultimately, yeah, I think all around this was a good fun episode.
1: Yeah. What? uh, So we also got the resurgence of the ding dong. Keep it on bell, which (sighs) I thought was very interesting because I thought. I was not expecting it at all. I was legit a little bit gagged when they brought it out. So they do the whole introduction. We get the tramps coming out and performing Disco Inferno. And then all of a sudden, Nick Cannon's like, oh, and we have a special guest. I thought, oh, finally, a special guest. We haven't had any guest judges throughout the course of the season so far. But then he said something about like this one being very metallic. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's, is that an insult? Like, who are you insulting? And then no, turns out it was the ding dong, keep it on bell.
0: Yeah, I was also surprised. I genuinely didn't see this coming. I thought, oh, we've done away with this twist only for it to be introduced here. And then we get the additional announcement that obviously the Ding Dong Keep It On bell will only be available for these next three finals, meaning one person additionally from either group A, B or C will make it to the final, making it a four person final and a two hour finale.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be kind of like a road to the finale and then the actual finale. I'm curious to see, but I mean, it's going to be a lot of filler. Like, let's be honest, they're not going to have. Well, actually, if they do two performances per, that actually could be quite good.
0: Um, I'd be more into that than a road to honestly I feel like that would be the move but I don't trust them so we'll see yeah Uh, there's a lot that could happen now what I'm curious about let's jump right ahead a little bit into the future so in this episode we did see like you mentioned we got the uh, former popcorn coming out and doing a performance for us we had a guest singer And my thought is now, did we get a guest singer because the ding dong happened or are we going to get a guest singer in the next two episodes as well?
1: I don't know that, but I assume that we're going to have one in all of them. Maybe. I mean, they really went all out. Maybe they will have at least one, maybe not two guest performances because the tramps opened the night with Disco Inferno. And then Taylor Dane came in later to perform like Mm -hmm. right before the 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 battle royale not the smackdown the battle royale
0: yeah we're changing the words
1: (laughs) which yeah it was so funny they were like oh and for the first time the battle royale and I was like how's the battle royale different than the smackdown like it's not different they're the same thing you both perform the same song. It's not like, oh, the battle royale, you each get to pick a different song. The Smackdown is the same song. Like, no, it's legitimately the same mechanic. So why are you calling it two different things? Unless maybe there's some like niche rule that I don't remember that's different between the two. But regardless, I think that we're probably going to have one to go back to your original question, probably one performer, at least as a guest performer, because we've had a lot of guests, even if it is, for example, the judges performing like. We've had Robin Thicke perform. We also had Nicole perform. We had, I think, Adrian Bylone came back and performed. So this is something that it seems like they're kind of emphasizing. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had another guest performance.
0: Yeah, I would be curious to see if we do, who is going to come back. So we'll get to that. Next week is what, Rock Week? So mm-hmm. who's a rocker yeah. we've had on the show?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, it's I want to rock, and I think that that probably is going to be some kind of you know someone in the rock genre, it's the Rock of
0: Love guy, the banana, <gasps> who's the banana? Oh my
1: God, Brett Michaels! Uh, I'd be so down.
0: Oh, if you want it, then I don't want it.
1: Hey, that's mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just being malicious for no reason. All if right, you brought out
1: the Rock of Love girls. That would be like ideal. Like, not even Brad Michaels. <laughs> oh. Like, just the Rock of Love girls. I want to see what they're up to.
0: Well, we'll oh, see. We
1: should do a reunion.
0: Okay, well, maybe we shouldn't. Mass Singer's not going to be the best ones to handle that.
1: Okay, yeah, you're probably right. They shouldn't do a Rock of Love reunion on the Mass Singer. <laughs> 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 not really a good fit.
0: You know, what is a good fit, though? A marshmallow in between two graham crackers. It's time for the s'more. <laughs> you like that segue? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought you were gonna say between two cheeks.
0: Why would I say that?
1: Because it's in your mouth. Between your two cheeks. Oh, those (laughs) cheeks. (laughs) Nailed it.
0: You're filthy. Okay. You wanna
1: winking. I'm winking at you. You just can't see it.
0: No, we can feel it. We're also (laughs) feeling a bit of cringe (laughs) as well, but it's unrelated to what just happened. Okay. All right, Liana. Well, tell us all about that s'more in between the cheeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clutching.
0: Okay, please. Okay. Please just move the clues. <laughs> I beg of you.
1: I'm sorry. I had to wait in the cold a long time. Oh my God. The bus drivers, ugh, they switch. Okay, so my morning routine, they also switch the bus driver in the morning. I'm really annoyed no. because this new bus, the new bus driver doesn't know that where one of the stops is the stop that happens to be right outside my work. So I have to get up the stop before or after. It's really annoying. So I'm cold because I would wait outside longer, but that's not important right now. Let's talk about the s'more, which is warm, by the way. Probably, I assume. S'mores are like warm. So the clue package for the s'more. The s'more was nervous when he first got here because this is unlike anything else that he's done. So he spent a lot of time practicing his choreo, staying up really late, making sure he got all the moves down. And it reminds him of when he was back in boy band boot camp. We also saw visual clues of cowboy boots, lifting weights, specifically 10 pound weights. And also he was riding a bike, but like a Peloton style bike, like an indoor. What, what is that called? Uh, 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 the, there's like a specific name for it, like a recomb- recombinant bike. What? Something. There's like a specific name for the bikes that are indoor that don't move. Yeah,
0: we call them still bikes. Okay, right.
1: Still bike. Okay.
0: I think so. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Stationary bike. Stationary. Stationary.
0: Bike. See, or an indoor cycling bike. Either or. Okay. I don't know what okay. the recombative bike was that you were okay. talking about.
1: <laughs> I. That's a recombinant, and that's a completely different science term that's in my brain.
0: Recombinant, relating to or denoting an organism, cell, or genetic material <laughs> formed by recombination. Yeah, so this has nothing to do with bikes, <laughs> is what I'm learning here. Just threw yeah. one out there.
1: <laughs> you know, you ever just like throw out words and you kind of hope it lands? It reminds me of when you start a sentence, and then halfway through, you kind of don't realize where you're going. And then you're just like, oh my God, what am I even saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I'll say is that. In the clue package, the thing that stuck out to me the most was the whole I've been doing a lot of cardio for a lot of choreo. And I thought, okay. oh, they're about to come in with some choreography. Okay. Now let's get to the performance. Okay. okay? Where was the choreo? There was not much choreography.
1: No. Was,
0: there was not enough choreography, Liana. Let's be honest with ourselves.
1: He did this like um, he did this like jumpy thing where he kicked his leg.
0: I can do that.
1: That's choreo, though, technically.
0: Yeah, but do you think I'd need a a lot of cardio training to do it?
1: Okay, here's the thing. Like, obviously, they're in these very giant, heavy costumes. So Mm -hmm. I think like that, even just moving around in and of itself. So it's kind of like a situation where even things that look small that don't look super impressive are way tougher because you're in this like massive costume. So the little jumpy kick thing that he did, I think that that's way tougher because specifically he's in the costume, too. I'm just saying.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, I, I don't want to come off as the Simon Cowell of this podcast. Um, wouldn't be me. I just I don't Who know. Are you, Randy. Is definitely a yes for me, dog. For sure.
1: <laughs> I think Can I, I don't know. Um, I don't think you've
0: got that Simon energy, though.
1: <laughs> You're poopy. What was that good?
0: Yeah. Simon famously says poopy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a Simon say you're more like a Ryan Seacrest.
1: Oh, <laughs> OK, I'll take it. I'll Again. be a Ryan Seacrest type.
0: Could be worse. OK, so the performance overall, it was fun opener. Um, But I think my overall takeaway, because I kept trying to look for the choreo. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like there's a lot of core, but again, heavy costume. I I get you, I see you, um, yeah. but it just really did feel like, unfortunately enough for the s'more, this was not going to be enough to advance. Is how I felt.
1: I thought he did really well, so he did. That's the way, uh huh, uh huh, by Casey and the Sunshine Band, and I feel like maybe I just had in my brain, I was like, oh, yeah, the cow and the gazelle are really good. And the s'more is like clearly the third. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he did a really great job. Like he did better than my expectation for him. So take that for what it is. I I also did forget though how repetitive the song was. So whether or not that worked in his favor or against him, because he just had to sing the same thing like over and over and over and over again. But I thought it had the razzle-dazzle. Maybe it didn't have it to the level that you wanted it in terms of the choreo. But the the backup dancers with the disco ball heads, I thought fit really well. And I thought that his vocal performance was solid. But I do, once I saw the cow and the gazelle, I was like, okay, yeah, buy s'more. Like yeah. he benefited <laughs> from the fact that he went first. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think the s'more going first, especially after you look at the rest of the episode, is very clearly like, yeah, yeah okay, you wanted to make sure we knew. Because I think it would be tough if you put the s'more sandwiched in between very similar to how marshmallow would be in a s'more Uh, in between these two really, really good performers. I feel like would have done the s'more a disservice. So it's better to have the s'more start the night at a high and then go lower after the performances.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And um, my big thing was that um, after the s'more gets unmasked later on, the s'more can sing really well.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, He exceeded my expectations. I think he's a really great singer. I think I mean, obviously, he's like that's he is a professional singer, but it really was able to come out, especially when he removed the mask, which is another reason why I go back to the fact that the costumes, I think, are such a uh, are very um, limiting when it comes to the performances. And some people are probably more affected than others. And he seemed to be one that was like maybe a little bit more affected.
0: I feel like not all costumes are created equally. And some of them, yeah. there's an easier way to perform in them. And some of them, there's not.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like the, in the way that they're fashioned, the way there might be restrictive. So I think I definitely think that's the case.
0: Yeah. So then we had an additional clue being dished out tonight, of course, as we do every week. And these clues were disco clues. So we had a person come out in rollerblades roller skates and pass the clue over they were very impressed with the roller skater and i'm not saying i wasn't but i felt like we were putting way too much spotlight on this roller skater here
1: i thought it was cool i mean yeah shouldn't do anything like oh my god this is the most of it like as someone who will get roller skating content on their tiktok because and now as i'm saying it out loud i'm sure i'll get more but like the internet knows that that's what i'm into so I've seen a lot of like very cool roller skating tricks, but I think to be able to do it like on the stage with all the people. The I'm sorry. Stage.
0: She did a split and I was very impressed. Th- that looked difficult.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think you're downplaying the skater. Put some respect on the skater's name.
1: Wait, I'm confused.
0: Yeah, you're saying, oh, you know, I watch better content. No, 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 content. no, I'm
1: saying no, I'm saying that I have I have a reference point of skating content ah. on the Internet, and I think she did a good job.
0: Well, the clue, Liana, was for and each clue was relating to one of the guests. OK, so yeah. sorry, one of the judges. Yeah. And first of all, the s'more says, hey, don't tell Donnie, but you're my favorite cover girl, Jenny. And then Nicole said, Well, I thought you were into me. What happened? And then he's like, Nicole, you make me feel gooey inside. I was like, All right, s'more, pick a lane. Okay. Yeah. Can't be trying to build up every rapport with everybody like this. Um, but then the clue itself was a golden key. And I don't I want to know what your temperature is on this because and I'm quoting the s'more says, Robin, I've been inside your house. You have great taste in music and home decor. And part of me felt like you didn't insinuate that you were invited to this house and that you had creeped in. It felt a little creepy to me.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that was not my interpretation my interpretation was that he was invited in like he was given the golden key to enter the house like you know how it's like oh you got the key to the city like the mayor gives you the key to the city i thought it was like oh you got the key to robin's house <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know what good deed you did for robin thick that he allows you to like show up at any time but i actually prefer the theory that O town was just like creeping outside his window <laughs> like maybe he had a party for like the okay this is going to be judgmental but like the more popular boy banders so like because he even said robin's like oh well i've had the backstreet boys over or what what it is i already said who is his guest because his cast was kevin right yes yeah so he was like, oh, well, you know, I, I've had them over. And meanwhile, O-Town's just like peering through the window being like, maybe one day we'll get invited in.
0: <laughs> like that could have been me. That, that could have been, been me. us. That
1: could have been us. Yeah,
0: it, it gave me because I do this with some friends sometimes where if I arrive at a place we're all agreeing to hang out at, but I arrive early and then they arrive early, but they don't see me, I'll text them and I'll say something that eludes that I can see them. It's not great. Um, it's obviously a joke, but then sometimes I feel like this was excessive. I don't like this energy, but Wait, why you know, do you do that? Because I think it's funny. And then every time I do it right after I'm like, oh, that wasn't that funny. It's just weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, but if you find it funny, all we can do is try to amuse ourselves. So,
0: I mean, amuse yourself, but don't alienate others. I feel like it's a good rule of thumb to you're follow. Not
1: alienating others. You're just being a creepo.
0: D- don't say that like this. <laughs> OK, you're you're you're
1: you're you're being, you're, you're being oh, wait, OK, hold on. Let me can you can you do an accent for me to like get me started for my what? Simon Cowell impression?
0: No, <laughs> okay. I'm, I think I'm doing you a favor by not okay. partaking. <laughs> I'm helping you out here.
1: <laughs> OK,
0: so then ultimately, that's everything we get from the s'more. The s'more leaves the stage and we are introduced to Moo. It's the cow. OK, and the cow goes moo. And then we move on into the cow's clue package. And these clue packages, we've always said this, but by episode nine, the clue packages are very, very light on clues. And they're more so mm-hmm. how they feel. And in these clue packages tonight, they had each person, they had a producer ask them a question. Mm-hmm. And like, so who who's rooting you on the most? And it's like my biggest supporter is my mom. Mom's been my foundation forever. She had seven jobs at one point, only having time to come in and eat a sandwich in between jobs the clue we saw was a traffic light and maybe emphasis on the red light portion but there was definitely a traffic light and then also there was a football that the cow caught at one point
1: yeah so if I remember correctly our last theory here was potentially Neo again Mm -hmm. as the the cow so red obviously his fifth studio album red so that is I assume that reference Mm -hmm. Um, And then in terms of like his mom, I mean, he was raised by his mother after she separated from his father. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like enough of a (laughs) enough of a connection. Um, And then in terms of the football, uh, I don't know. (laughs) He probably
0: performed at a a football.
1: (laughs) I think I saw Red and I was just like, "Okay, it's Neo. And then also with the clue later, that also is. Potentially a Neo clue.
0: Yeah, so. well, Neo did perform at the pregame performance at NFL International uh, Series Game 8 at Wembley. What is this from 10 years ago? Okay, Wait, I don't what? think this is what it is. But <laughs> never mind. Anyway, that was weird. Uh, but no, I still think <laughs> this could be Neo. Uh, however, I will say when we got to the Battle Royale later, I don't know uh-huh. if I heard Neo. But again, like I've said, uh, beginning of the season, a lot of the clues hit for Neo for me. So I don't think at this point I'm going to be willing to move off of Neo for the meanwhile.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think also the issue is that I just don't have another guess and because so far most of the clues we've been able to fit to Neo, whether they're correct or not, just mm-hmm. makes me want to double down. So.
0: Yeah, I think. So I heard those. So we get to the performance and the cow does ring my bell by Anita Ward and mm-hmm. it was like three notes in and I wrote in my notes. It's over. The cow is one. Let's move on. Cause my God, was this a great performance? This was like a final perf- level performance.
1: This was so good. And I love the fact that it was just him, just the cow showing off what he's got. The vocals were so good. This was like the perfect fit for him. And it like, I, I just, I think I just have such a hard time remembering, like, was he always this good in the other performances? Because I know I had this sort of similar reaction to S'more, but I really felt it about the cow. It was like, dang he's so good the runs were just tip top level and I just think that he performed the pants off this
0: it's very hard because the way the show is formatted we've not seen the cow in what six weeks so I almost don't remember what I felt about the cow I remember obviously we did our draft and I remember picking cow first because I felt really strongly about the cow Mm -hmm. now that being said do I remember the cow being like the contender to take all of it? I honestly don't think so because I really thought Candelabra could have a shot here and Candelabra very much still could, but both with the cow and the gazelle, like I think this might be our best finals ever. If the people I'm thinking of are going to make it to the end.
1: It's yeah. I think that that's possible. I'm now struggling to remember the middle group. So we'll see what group B, because I know, I know, (laughs) I know Genuine's in there. And that's the only person I can remember. So, or like who we think is Genuine. So, uh, you know, who knows what group B is going to produce, especially because now we, yeah, we have an idea of what might happen there. But I think that, yeah, man, Cow just, just did like uh, so good. Like, I want to say a slaughter. Because it's a cow, but like humanely, like a Temple Grandin style slaughter. Dare
0: I say, the performance was uh, legendary.
1: Yeah. Legendary.
0: Cream of the crop.
1: Cheese.
0: No half and half in this competition. This was full fat performance. (laughs) 2%. Fat spelled P H A T.
1: Yeah. We didn't have to skim off the top here.
0: You know what I did when I heard the cow start singing?
1: No. I screamed. I screamed. <laughs> well, I don't think that any udder could compare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop milking it.
1: Cheese.
0: <laughs> I, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I think we're the only ones that know what happens on this pod. Because I think we're the only <laughs> ones that listen to it. And that's because we're living it.
1: I don't think I know what happens on this pod. Like we finish and then I just like go about my life. And I'm like, what a weird fever dream I just had. You know what?
0: Let's let's check the pulse. um, Just so we know, if no one responds, it's fine. Add us on Twitter (laughs) with your favorite cow slash dairy puns at Puyoism at Liana RHAP. Throw some in there. Let us know that you're listening.
1: Also, did you know that there's a Sharknado three called Sharknado three colon Oh hell no! <laughs> 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 and you know who was in it? Neo. <laughs>
0: did we get a shark clue? We haven't gotten a shark clue yet.
1: I don't know, but he played secret service agent uh, in okay. the movie, so Th- that doesn't Devereaux. quite count.
0: <laughs> I don't think okay. no offense okay. to the role. Obviously it's still a role in a movie, but I don't think that would be a par- qualify for a clue.
1: <laughs> How dare you?
0: Well, I don't know. So the performance happens. Everything's good. I, again, I loved it. And then the clue from the judge for the judges is husband is the clue, but the clue, like I said earlier, these clues relate to one of the judges and this one related to Jenny. And, The cow said, I've spent some time with your hubby, Jenny. So the cow and Jenny's husband have linked up.
1: Nice. I like that. I don't know what capacity. Uh, Well, again, if we're going back to Neo... Robin actually provided us with a little bit of info that New Kids on the Block actually worked and did a song with Neo. So that mm-hmm. could be that connection. Although Nick Cannon seemed very dismissive of the fact that it was Nick Neo. Nick
0: doesn't think it's Neo. And I think that's yes. fascinating.
1: So I think it's fascinating too, because I feel like Nick is actually pretty good about having a sense of who the person is and mm-hmm. like. He's good about saying, look, I genuinely don't know. Or yeah, like I, I know, exa- I know exactly exactly who this is. So the fact that he's dismissive of Neo, I think is very interesting. So either Neo's doing a good job confusing him or maybe it's not Neo. And we're like completely barking at the wrong tree. We
0: very well might be. Um, I did see a, a name thrown out in my discord that I actually like, but I don't mm-hmm. haven't looked to see if the clues would fit. And that is Mario, you know, of, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. should let me love you fame
1: oh um, not like the brother
0: no not like the brother i just i feel like okay not like the the cartoon <laughs> character <laughs> it's a me,
1: a mario. yeah it's definitely Can not him mario on the mass singer <laughs> no
0: nah, see if it was me i would go for luigi but
1: yeah well you're a luigi boy
0: i'm not a luigi boy
1: yes you are you're a luigi boy
0: i'm a luigi guy
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. You
0: start as a, a Luigi, Luigi boy, man. you become a Luigi guy.
1: Yeah, is that what happens when you grow up? I and became then you're, a Luigi man.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Can you I'm be saying. a Luigi peepaw? I'm. I want to let you sit up, sit on that for a second. Just sit with it.
1: <laughs> like a grandpa.
0: Okay. All right. Like so, a peepaw? <laughs> does Luigi have a grandfather? No, I don't think so.
1: Do they have parents?
0: They, I mean, in the movie, they had parents.
1: Maybe they were born from eggs like Yoshi.
0: They literally had parents in the movie.
1: Okay. Are we sure that movie's canon?
0: I don't know, but Nick is. Speaking of Nick canon. (laughs) uh, So Nick doesn't think this is Neo. And I feel like that's an interesting thing to throw up and potentially keep an eye on. Uh, meanwhile Ken thinks it's Usher so I think Ken is very much more (laughs) wrong than Robin if Robin thinks it's Neo so let's take a quick break here and then when we get back we'll talk about the gazelle Hmm, Luigi Peapaw I can't believe you said that on the pod okay so it's the gazelle time what what sound do gazelles make (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely not. It's anyway. like a
1: bleeding. I'm sure it's like a, like a, meh, but not like that. Like a, eh, like a goat sound.
0: You think it's a goatish eh. sound?
1: <laughs> the goat? The goat?
0: well Liana how about you make Liana sounds and by that I mean tell us about this clue package for the
1: gazelle (laughs) okay I didn't know what I should do because I make a lot I can make a lot of noises like sometimes I'll just talk to myself so let me talk to you about the clues for the gazelle the Gazelle said that they were a very hammy, performative kid putting on shows for their family, but they were more of the black sheep in their family. Their parents were athletes. Their siblings were into academics. And then in terms of the physical. Oh, but they've always supported her. And this performance is a thank you to her family and like her family's unconditional love for the physical clues. There was the word mystery printed on a piece of paper. And then she was like holding a magnifying glass scanning over the piece of paper. That's all I got.
0: Investigative mystery. Yeah. I think the gazelle I'm still lost on. I do not recall if we had a guess for the gazelle that we were holding on to. Do you?
1: I don't think we did.
0: Because the gazelle still remains a mystery for me, and and at the end of the show, uh, they did have some guesses for who the gazelle could be, but we don't end up seeing the gazelle because the gazelle gets ding dong keep it on. So yeah. it's still a mystery to me. I'm not quite sure where to go with these clues. I really have no idea.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I think the the main thing that we know from this. So okay, so we know that this person is married. Um, we know that this person is from hawaii i guess so the clue at the end of some island yeah it says island vibes and holds the islands close to her heart just like nicole to me i think that that's the hawaiian islands like Mm -hmm. i I think it actually specifically means the hawaiian islands not necessarily just islands in general
0: yeah you know i'm um, it's starting to come back to me because all these seasons are bleeding into each other i feel like we ended up having a through line for who this could be but i don't think we ended up landing on a name because was okay. there a disney link to this person am i making that up did we talk no disney? you're not
1: no you're not making it up i think she was the one who wait is she the one who had the the castle in her clue package, or was I think that was actually someone else? I think that might have been the chandelier or the Let candelabra. See, so I mean.
0: the gazelle, uh, dog tag, private identity, rain port on. Them. I'm looking back at the old clue packages, uh, or notes that I had on the old clue packages to see if there's anything that pops up.
1: Yeah. So the clue packages that I have for her is that she. Oh wait, hold on. Where is it? Oh, there Uh, was a
0: Hawaiian shirt in the uh, clue pack. The first clue package we ever saw. Yeah. So there was that.
1: Yeah. And what else? Anything else interesting from her? Yeah, it's like cheerleader. Like there's pom poms. There was a record
0: clue that said movie soundtrack.
1: Yes, that was from the first episode. So she acts in movies, but also sings in them. She also plays a villain in movies or on TV. So that was another clue for her. And then she also. So there was like a love story DVD, and she said that the 2000s were a special time for her when she had her film debut. So Mm -hmm. she's someone who's not like a super young, like just coming up. She clearly has had an established career for a bit. But again, how long is a
0: bit, though?
1: Well, since the 2000s were a special time for her. It's when she had her film debut.
0: So that that would make sense. Yeah. (laughs) So um, sometime
1: in the last like 20, you know, 20 to what, 13 years ago, essentially, she had her film debut, which doesn't necessarily means when she like reached peak stardom necessarily. But that's like when she first Kind of first came on the scene, if you know what I mean. Oh, right. and she's the one who was the triple threat. And we had the conversation about what. Oh, my threat.
0: God. <laughs> Again, you could have told me that that was from two seasons ago. And I would have believed you because of how up and down left and right all of this is.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels like a fever dream. Oh, and yeah. at she was pressured to change her name.
0: She changed her name.
1: No, she was pressured to change her name. I don't know if she actually did change her name, though.
0: Okay. So, so we're
1: looking for like Hawaiian singer, actress born in like
0: was on a movie soundtrack,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: And had their career in the 2000s.
1: Well, at least their film debut in the 2000s.
0: OK, what about um, the, I'm looking at this person who uh, was the lead in Moana, was the okay. titular Moana um, her name is uh, I'm gonna butcher this. I do apologize. Her name is Chloe Auli A- 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 Cravallo, Car- yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Ali Cravallo. That yeah. was who Nicole had guessed, but she's not married, so that was why they had oh, her out. so
0: remind me what the marriage clue was.
1: Okay, so it was in episode four three or four um where essentially she so she lost someone important to her and her husband right before like a few weeks before their wedding but they still went through the wedding and it rained on their wedding but it was oh. that their deceased friend was there with them
0: true okay so yeah this would rule her out completely yeah no listen never mind
1: (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying we We just like don't have a good guy we just don't like i just don't have a good lead and it's one of those situations where like i don't even know where to freaking start hawaiian actress (laughs) oh (laughs) and nicole
0: scherzinger was on in moana so i feel like if um wait nicole scherzinger was in moana liana
1: yeah do you think it's nicole
0: no i don't think it's nicole (laughs) <laughs> i just i'm just saying like they were they were both in there so that's why island would be close to their hearts because they were both in moana maybe
1: uh, yeah but and she's not
0: married so they the marriage thing or that that has to happen
1: i mean she talked about the fact that she was married
0: okay then i guess that has so, to happen
1: probably probably i feel like
0: most likely. Okay, well, we'll have to keep an eye out then because, again, this was probably the closest I felt like I got to a lead and then that one clue ruined everything. So I don't know. What, okay. I do, what I do know, though, is that the Gazelle is an incredible singer. And despite me thinking, all right, the cow has this, let's move on, I felt mm-hmm. like the Gazelle going ballad on us, going with On the Radio by Donna Summer really does do the song justice and then some and I really love this performance I thought it was great
1: what I think was really fun about this though is that it's not like the song is not just one sort of tone throughout the entire song it's like you start with a more kind of emotional ballad part and then the song kind of picks up you get the backup dancers with the fan those oh I Razzle love the dazzle. the lights on them yeah exactly so she oh she has that gorgeous flower coat which I'm like so obsessed with She's wearing it. You kind of get this like ballad element. Then the men in black come, they take off the coat. We get the razzle dazzle. We get the backup dancers. Like I, I was so incredibly impressed. And like, I was just blown away by the cow. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is even going to happen? Like I probably would have put the gazelle through, but I don't know if that could have been, the recency bias of having the gazelle go last, but I love the mixture and her interpretation of the song. I mean, anything Donna Summer is always going to be fun, but I think especially the way the gazelle did this was just chef's kiss.
0: Yeah, no, I also very much enjoyed the gazelle's performance. Like I said, I really, at this point, once we heard the gazelle, I wrote down, they better use the ding dong, keep it on tonight. They better use that bell because I was looking ahead at the other two groups and obviously group C is the most fresh in my memory because we just had them. And to me, there is a clear cut front runner in that group. And if they save this ding dong, they would be bringing someone into the final four that was essentially guaranteed to be fourth place. Whereas I feel like they made the right call here because between these two, I think on the night, depending on the song choices, either one of these two could be the winner. So I feel like this was 100% the right choice. keep the gazelle in the running as well
1: oh man yeah i i felt because obviously i'm trying to go through my head of when they announced the ding dong keep it on bell the first thing i thought was like oh my gosh which group is gonna get it are they gonna save it i thought that they might save it for the last group and put candelabra and donut through but then these two performances happened and i had the exact same thought process you did which was oh my gosh they might use it here Are they going to use it? Like, are they going to use it so quickly? Because part of me was like, are they really going to introduce the twist and then immediately use that all in the span of, you know, 42 minutes. I'm so happy that they did.
0: Yeah. I'm also very happy that they ended up going through with it and doing it because like I said, I feel like you just weren't going to get a closer matchup than these two. And it would have been a robbery no matter who went out here for us because Even though I think I would have put the cow over the gazelle, I think if the gazelle had gone, I still would have come in and said, that's BS because I knew there was a bell they didn't use.
1: I think the thing is, too, is they the fact that they were so close and so evenly matched and you can hear it even in the critiques from the judges that both of them are so positive. That it just, it almost would feel like a crime <laughs> to not, to like not move them through to the next stages, especially because, like, okay, no Tino Shade to group B, but like, Genuine's the only one I could remember in the group. So I was like, okay, well, Genuine will go through, like, or who we think is Genuine, the Husky will go through. And then, yeah, it was just a, t- a toss up whether or not it would be the donut and the candelabra for group C. So with them using it here, I'm, a hundred percent happy with the decision and i think what only made it worse was the smackdown battle royale which made it feel even closer Mm -hmm. but we can talk about i guess we should talk about the s'more unmasking first
0: yeah so the s'more the results oh no shock s'more is out we get the final guesses from the judges two of the judges do go with backstreet boys And then Jenny correctly guesses Ashley Parker Angel. And she really picks a clue that is the most mass Singer clue of all time. There was an angel on top of the tree. So I think this is Ashley Parker Angel.
1: I mean, (laughs) she's not wrong.
0: No, I would have never gotten there myself.
1: So. yeah but in retrospect this is one of those clues it's like oh my god everything is so obvious like it feels like everything's so obvious so O-Town was created in the um, uh, what was the show called the making of the band or whatever making mm-hmm. the band so that was the I think that was on MTV I think right I assume I believe this the. Sure
0: the yeah TV. I think this more had the MTV clue
1: yeah so the it, the MTV clue was not just MTV it was like the M and MTV so it was like the making like M making of the band on TV. Like it was literally the M on TV. So it was things like that. The conquer the Broadway stage. He was in. Wicked. So it was just like, as soon it's one of those things, that like as soon as it's announced and you, I go and like look for some of the clues. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is so obvious. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of like smacking myself for not getting it. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, not going to lie. Not a no town fan.
0: So I've never I don't think I've ever heard O-Town.
1: I knew O-Town because they were made on making the band. Oh, it was ABC. Yeah. OK, well, so, there goes. Oh, the MTV, MTV production was the first reality show to be picked up by Major television. Okay, MP- OK, 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 OK. So I think that that's. <laughs> um, but that that's how I knew them. Like and I also knew them because it was like in the list of boy bands I remember it's like the very clear top three were like Instinct, Backstreet Boys, and then 98 Degrees. And then there was kind of like, you kind of started going down like after that.
0: See, for me, as far as boy bands go in the Middle East, I knew Backstreet Boys number one. Yeah. and Stink was the second placer. And then I don't recall having a third at all, really.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, 98 Degrees kind of snuck in there, I think partially because of the Nick... Jessica Simpson relationship as well. But I went to go listen to some O-Town music on Spotify. I did not recognize a single song. (laughs) So (laughs) that's like, I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what that says about O-Town. If you're an O-Town fan, give me some shout outs. What are your favorite songs are? I'm interested.
0: There we go. And then so we're going to have the Gazelle versus the Cow in the first ever battle...
1: Sorry, Go sorry, ahead. sorry, 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 sorry. One other thing about Ashley Parker Angel. I read this on his Wikipedia page, and I thought that this is very in- interesting. This is according to Wikipedia. In one incident at the age of nine, he inadvertently set fire to his elementary school's football and soccer fields due to the explosion of a model rocket he had launched on school property. Local police charged him with a misdemeanor.
0: Wow, it's a bad boy, this more.
1: A bad boy. Oh, and he had frosted tips, by the way, in the old O-Town photos. I did Mm -hmm. find that. Okay,
0: so my what I'm learning is that the show needs to not do this format anymore where we're jumping three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, then back. Because I genuinely do not remember half of the clues that we have gotten for each person.
1: The only reason is because I have digital notes that I can go back and reference
0: that's yeah, nice. I just don't want to open eight weeks worth of notes to like skim through. I guess maybe yeah. I should take my maybe moving forward, I should just put all my notes. Like I should do a uh, the Smore Clue notes and then have all the Smore uh-huh. Clues in it or something. But that just feels like a lot of work. But maybe yeah. I should do better.
1: I think you're doing a great job.
0: I appreciate that. You know who else is doing a great job? Taylor Dane. Yeah, coming in. Uh, part of like almost like a halftime show in between the unmasking <laughs> and the battle royale. Performing yeah. I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor, which, by the way, ends up being the Battle Royale song as well. So we heard yeah. it three times on the show.
1: Yes. OK, what did you think about that choice? I thought that was so weird. Like, why did she perform it if then we were going to see two other people perform it?
0: Was it like a, so this is what the standard is. Can you be <laughs> as good or better?
1: Well, what did the popcorn come in six or something like that? So it's popcorn like okay, decently. If you- If you do better than the popcorn, then you deserve to be in the top.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Top four, three.
1: The top, yeah, top four.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously she performed it great. No notes. Uh, But then we got to go to the Battle Royale. So Gazelle goes first. And I thought Gazelle burnt the house down. I thought it was really good. I loved it. Mm -hmm. But what I loved even more, and this Mm -hmm. could be either a benefit to the fact that the cow went second, was the cow did it in a completely different style
1: completely
0: different style and I was you know me I'm a sucker for when they take a song and they make it different so I was in love with the cows performance
1: I feel like the gazelle also kind of not I mean again I think she did really great job and i think she crushed it she's such a strong <laughs> singer okay she's like, not I'm listening to
0: this podcast so you y- don't hey, worry
1: i just look i don't want my opinions to be misconstrued Poobie okay fans, that's fair that's, fair that's fair that's fair simon cowell called you earlier so the fact though the taylor dane went first and then the gazelle did at least a somewhat similar version I think kind of did her a disservice because now you hear two sort of versions that are similar. And then with Mm -hmm. the cow coming in and doing like the R and B remix version, it just makes it seem so different. And not only did he do a good job, but he also had the kind of, you know, the remix sound. So I think personally that after the battle Royale slash SmackDown, I would have given the win to cow, but in the OG performances, I would have given them performance to the gazelle. So this made it extra, 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 extra difficult i felt like this was such a strong group i really wanted both of them to make it i was hoping so bad that they use the ding dong keep it on bell oh because otherwise it was like what they use it here or group c and i was like they have to use it here they have they have to
0: and they did so well I don't know if we can say they did, but we can definitely say Ken did because Ken is the one that got up and did it and and smack that bell up.
1: <laughs> yes. Like the Korean Mario or whatever.
0: That's what Nick said, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's because he was running down. It reminded me of, you know, in uh, Super Smash Bros, when you get the hammer and it just keeps going and you got to, like, run around and get people. That's uh-huh. what I felt when I watched that. So mm-hmm. I kind of understood mm-hmm.
1: it. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was it was funny. It was like, I I love the kind of what doesn't feel like scripted banter. Mm -hmm. I feel like Robin's good at getting those like little snide comments in. And so this was nice to see one from Nick as well. But yes. Oh my gosh. I believe, believe you me, how excited I was when Ken gets up to go hit the bell. And okay. A little bit of cheating, I guess, if you want to call it that. But I'm looking at the run time. I'm looking at the run time of the episode. And I'm looking at what's on my screen. And I'm like, there's no way. They don't have enough time to do the unmasking. Someone's got to hit the bell. Sure enough, Ken runs up and hits the bell. And I was extremely happy for multiple reasons. Mainly because I think that both the cow and gazelle deserve to be in the finals. But also because I picked the gazelle in our draft. And <laughs> I don't want to be completely shut out.
0: <laughs> yeah you were on the brink had they not yeah. done this I think that at best I mean I still think Candelabra is the, the runner like the lead that. in group C but if they hadn't used it here I would have had three in the finals and yeah. you would have been shut out slash you would have been 3 v one where now I do feel like we're gonna end up having an even split of two each
1: which is fine. <sighs> Yeah, because I think if the husky ends up going from group B and then mm-hmm. the candelabra goes from group C, that gives each of us one person. The only wrinkle, the, the what is it? The hair and the soup. The only hair in the soup could be if donut makes it, which I'm not going to be like super mad about because I do think the donut is really fun. But I'd also want to give myself the best chance to win. And I feel like the candelabra is that person. Oh, we'll see.
0: We'll see. I do. Yeah. I feel like I still feel like Candle Arbor is probably going to go through now. Obviously, song choice theme. We'll see because I would say that the Huskies uh, genre isn't going to be rock. So I'm curious to see how the Husky does there, but I still think the Huskies got it. I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that. I think also they can still do their own interpretation.
0: Exactly. So, So I
1: don't. Yeah, I don't think that like he would be so like sol if it was like specifically the rock genre um but another sort of programming note for next week so we do have so for next week we have the i want to rock then the week after we have i assume what is the group c finale but also on tuesday there's a special which is the holiday sing-along next week no 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 not next week the week after so Next week is going to be I want to rock. And then the week, which is the group B finals the week after that is group C finals. But the Tuesday of that week, so the day before there's the holiday sing along, which I assume is just either they recorded extra songs or they're just doing the songs from the season.
0: Okay, so we will be definitely covering the group B and C finals, but the holiday sing along might be a voluntary watch.
1: Yeah, I'll probably watch it uh, just in case and there might be a clue or two in there, but I okay. feel like it's not a, it's not a mandatory not yeah. a mandatory watch.
0: Well, and you'll so fill then, us in on anything that, we, that is there that we don't see.
1: You bet your bottom dollar.
0: There we go. Perfect. And just like that, I am exempt from watching it, so I do thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Well, Liana, is there anything else from this episode you want to speak to before we head on out?
1: Let me see. Do 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 do. Uh, one minor point. Uh, the Google Docs that I take my notes in. Mm-hmm. The autocorrect for grammar absolutely hates the ding dong. Keep it on bell. It like highlights (laughs) the whole thing. So I'm very happy. I don't have to write that anymore (laughs) because it bothers me when I have the little underline things. And other than that, no, I'm very excited. I'm excited to get through. It feels like so much is going to happen in the next three weeks because over the course of the next three weeks, we're going to have one person move forward from group B, one person move forward from group C, and then we're going to have our finale and it's all going to be over in like three weeks. Shocker.
0: Yeah, we're really going from zero to hundred because yeah. we're gonna end up getting everything pretty much immediately, and then it's just done.
1: Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be this has been a really good season, and I've been having so much fun, and I'm really curious because I do think that the final group is actually pretty evenly matched. I mean, even if it like genuinely, even if it's just if it's just between the cow and the gazelle, like let's say they do go to a top two and it ends up being those two. That's so evenly matched, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And then throw in the Husky, throw in potentially the Candelabra, whomever we think is going to move on. I think that we're going to have a completely stacked Final Four, and it's going to be a really, really tough competition.
0: I absolutely agree. Like I said, I feel like this season has the makings of what could be the strongest finals we've ever had. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. And who prevails?
1: Yes, me too. Anything else you have to say, Puya?
0: No, I just think this was fun. I enjoyed myself. Next week, we're going to be back with Rock Week, so we'll see how that plays out for our Group B contestants. Well, for now, this is all we have left here. Liana, let the people know. Where can they find you? What are the projects you have going on?
1: Well... You can listen to me on the RHP BNB covering all things Survivor. We have a very interesting, potentially controversial episode—a little bit to talk about in terms of strategic moves, where everybody stands, and what the road to the finals of Survivor looks like, and Puya can tell you about our fantastic guest this week. Can't you, he's, Puya? He's
0: handsome.
1: Yeah, what else? He's
0: charismatic. (laughs) He's a presence. And and no, I'm not uh talking about Mike Bloom, your co host. I'm talking about me.
1: It's going to be me. Yeah, it is. It is going to be you. And I think we're (laughs) going to have a fun time. We're going to play some Mad Libs, get into all the nitty gritty, and then I'll be on one of the 90 days with you the next week. So
0: that's true. Next next week.
1: Swapping duty.
0: Yeah, you will be on with me for 90 Day Fiance season 10 coverage that'll be fun i this week i have kirsten on with me that episode should be available in your pod feeds wherever you listen to these lovely podcasts Uh, also you can hear me talking the traders canada the finale of that is coming up next week so next week we're gonna have the finale and we're gonna have interviews with the final five so a very fun project brewing there we've had a good time myself and scally Uh, i will be guesting on the house of villains podcast this week talking about the latest episode with jenny and Chappelle, so i'm excited to embark on that side quest a little bit here and aside from that have i got everything covered i think i have so thank you so much everybody for listening to us checking us out remember if you've been listening throw us that tweet with the dairy pun so we know you are we appreciate you all for getting all the way to the end of the podcast here we thank you for being here with us we'll be back next week with group b but until then take care have a good one Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say, Who's under there?